right, all right. Back in action. Today, we have a very special influenza edition of uh, Investor Creator Open Support. Been a little bit under the weather, but we're still here. We're making it happen. So uh, that's the main thing. If you guys are with us live, I've got about a dozen people online with us right now. If you have a question, just feel free to raise your hand and we will get to things in order. It's great to be with you guys. So the thing I wanted to start off with is is maintaining consistency throughout the year. Okay, right now it's the 10th of January. And uh, I suspect that for some people out there, if I ask them what their New Year's resolution was or what their goals are for the year, 10 days in, they've, they've pretty well forgotten about what was important uh, 11 days ago. And so it's always going to be consistency and incremental improvements over time that wins the game. Big bursts of energy are good, but you can't have a sprinter's pace at a marathon distance. And so if we can just make good decisions in our business over time, incremental improvements over time become exponential. And so this time of year, I think it's really, really important that we, uh, even middle of January, start to think back to the energy that we had at the very end of last year, where we had some vision and we had some some hope and determination for the next year that was going to make 2024 different than 2023. It's amazing to me how how quickly we can lose context and lose focus of those things. So, all right. Looks like we have our first question. Zach, go right ahead, man. Hey, Brad, I'm right there with you, man. I'm under the weather, too. So. <laughs> Dude, thanks. It's going around. You know, it, it was all through the office. People had the flu. I, I haven't been this sick since I had COVID in t- 2020. So, but I'm coming out of it. So, it's it's been all right. Good. Um, I got one that I've talked to a few people about, and uh, I think it's pretty self-explanatory in a lot of ways, but I want to know if there's any other things that you could uh, drop some nuggets on. But anyway, this lady, the mortgage is 213, um, her uh, 3.25 interest rate, um, her PI is 1300, she, her arrears are four, that's the ARV is 295 with, I'm budgeting about 8,000 in repairs right now. Okay. Her walk away is, um, I get her down to 40 and we talked last night, did my permanent presentation with her and the best I could get her at, and she wanted to think about it, which was 15 now. And then she wanted like the rest. She didn't like the payments. She wanted the rest like in six months. And I was like, you know, there's no way I can do that. But, you know, I, tried to, I went through all the numbers, explained it to her. And, and also she's, she was living with, she thought she had this house sold like over a month ago. She had it under contract with probably a wholesaler trying to pitch it. It failed. So she ends up moving back into this house. It's empty. She's living, uh, I think, in an air mattress because she's just like, I can't stay with my kids, uh, my daughter and her husband and their kids. It's just driving me nuts. So she wants out of all this situation, but she's really adamant about getting that money. So I talked with James about it and said, maybe you can go anywhere from three to 500 over time, but maybe there's anything else that I'm really push the pain point too much on the arrears. Um, she hasn't got a new letter about it. Um, but, you know, she does want this problem gone. And I was like, I could close this in a month. You'd be moving on to your next thing. So if she hasn't come down on that, that you know, that uh, some later money, are any other ways to look at this or, or how I could in your tricks? Yeah, I mean, it's marginal at 40. I mean, could you make it work? Yeah, you could, but you would probably want to bring in some second position money. So if you own or finance this, so so for the people that aren't in the community, 
Uh, Zach is, is one of my people, but you know, this is not a deal that's a 70% margin type of deal that we can pay cash for. So we have to have terms. Okay. So with this one, uh, what he's talking about doing is taking the 213 subject to the $40,000. We're doing what we call a some now, some later deal. So we're breaking that into payments so that we can more easily get into the deal without tying up a, a ton of cash. But, you know, even though like the only thing that's attractive on this deal is a 3.25% rate, you know, and, and will we cash flow nicely on that? Certainly, but we don't want to bury $40,000 up front to do so. Right. So whenever we go to owner finance, this, we could probably owner finance it for say 325, maybe 25 K down. So we've got a $300,000 note payable at that point. So, which leaves you still with about a 15 ish thousand dollar problem. Could you bring in private money for the 15 K? Yes. And it would make sense to do so because it's going to pay off so quickly. Does that make sense? So let's, let's just go through the rest of it. So if we were to go through this, so here's my profit box. Okay. This is our favorite box on here. That's our profit. Okay. So cash 25 K come in 40 K go out. That's a problem. You know, so we're negative 15 grand negative 15,000. Okay. Switching to the note here, we've got 300,000 wrapped around 213,000. So what's that? 87,000. Is that right? Alan can check my math. (laughs) (laughs) Alan's looking at me like, man, I just run the video and audio here. Don't ask me to do math. All right. $87,000 on the note. So guys already, you guys would agree with me that Spending $15,000, even if, if you had to, spending $15,000 to capture an $87,000 asset is a pretty good deal. You know, I would, I would submit to you guys, anytime that we can spend fifteen grand to capture $87,000 worth of value that's going to cash flow, then that, that's a pretty good situation for us to be in. But let, let's just continue to go through this because, you know, for me, when I started in the business, I had no money to bury. You know, so I had to figure out how to do things in a way that, that kept our cash on the sidelines. And that that's luckily how I was taught in the business was from a guy that could make something happen from absolutely nothing. So if we take the 300,000 that the buyer still owes on a 30 year note at 8%, we've got 2,201 dollars, 2201 PI in. Okay. So the buyer's making a 2,201 dollar payment per month. There's 29 cents on there too, but I just will round down for easy math because some, somebody will send me an email saying I got the math wrong. 2201 minus 1300. So we're cash flowing $901 per month. Okay. So your cash flow is $901 per month. So also from a cash flow perspective for you to spend 15,000 extra, if you have it to create a $900 per month, income stream is pretty darn good as well. Cash on cash is huge. Let's just factor that in. $901 per month times 12 is $10,812 per year. Divide everything good, Tasha. All right. Uh, 10,000 divided by 15,000. That's a 72% return on your money for the next 30 years because we wrote that note for 30 years. So that would make sense. Now, looking at this a little bit deeper, it it makes sense for us to raise the money here because we have this $901 income stream that we can take. And if we have to borrow 20 K in second position, then we can do that and have this $901 payment that comes in cash flow wise pay off that 20 K. Okay. So we would move forward on this deal. 
You know, this is, and guys, this is marginal. It's not like, oh, this is the best thing ever. This is, this is a base hit. This is not a grand slam, but would we do this deal? Yeah, we would. Okay. Awesome. And, and you would just see something you wouldn't worry about getting your, uh, you wouldn't, well, yeah, you would, you just close and then find a buyer on the back end or would you? I mean, I would always sub three if I can, but do I have to? No, uh, you don't have to. And I was planning on modifying the look. I mean, that was just common sense to me. I was going to just put the infrared on the call, put the arrears. I was going to just pay that. You know, there's times where, you know, modification, but here right. for grand. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for us to uh, to run a loan mod on four four thousand bucks, especially when the rate's three and a quarter. And a lot of times, they yeah. want to raise the rate on you after you do the loan mod. So, um, all right. Well, I'll. Uh, yeah, she's going to think about it. Which I did your your script um, of the okay, you can think about it. <laughs> but here's what's happened in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, that's that's, uh, that's really the only one I have. Um, the other good news, I guess, is that I'm under contract for the second time. Hopefully, it closes on the on my wrap that I'm in Minnesota. The first one we talked about late last year. Yeah, he backed out, and then finally have a new guy there. So, fingers crossed. It'll, we're closing in a couple weeks. Yeah, cool. Love it, man. Yeah, get it closed. Well, that's all I got right now, I think. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, anytime, man. All right. Guys, if you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube, the link to this call is in the Investor Creator Community Facebook group. Join there. You can jump on, ask anything you want. Next, we have Justin with us. What's going on, man? Hello, sir. How's it going? Oh, you know, I've seen better days when I was younger. But we're hanging in. <laughs> I got bad news on this one. Okay. Um, mortgage one twenty. Uh, walk away forty. Repairs thirty. So ARB originally had two fifty. Did my CMAs? Looks like it's more like two hundred. Okay. Um, Arrear zero. So I went back with them last night. And talked about some now, some later. Um, got them to agree to some now, some later, and uh, gone down to 10k now, and a thousand dollars a month. This is for a car payment that they uh, wanted to pay off. Okay. So it was late last night, so they're like, "We'll we'll uh we'll do do the paperwork in the morning, kind of thing." So put the paperwork together, and email. Um, got a text message uh, recently. He another woke up saying that they think they're going to hold off on the deal uh, and, and they'll let me know in the future. Uh, so at 40, um, if, if I don't do some now, some later, just wondering if, if I should go ahead with your script as far as, hey, uh, these are three options. And I can't remember exactly the script as far as what we do from there. Well, the, the three options close is whenever someone's under contract and they want to back out, but they haven't signed, correct? No, I tapered it originally um, at uh, thinking uh, it was worth 250. Yeah. But now that what CMAs came back at 200, that's when I went back to the Sun House of Light. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. But the, the fact is that you wouldn't close on it the way it is, correct? It's close um, as far as owner financing. It's not a cash deal, but it's close as far as owner financing. So you bought it sub two at the beginning? 
Yes, correct. Got it. Okay, cool. So yeah, we can go through the three options close. And so, you know, basically it's for anybody out there that has no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) If you've been in this business for any amount of time, you're going to have a seller that contracts with you and then wants to back out later. Okay. It's just a part of the business. And one of the things that I wanted to do in my business because I really didn't like the idea of forcing someone to sell to me. Uh, although I have done that with litigation in the past, it, I, I didn't like how that felt. So I was like, well, what can we do to uh, make it to where we don't have to litigate, but we're also in a position where we're not like just having no backbone and not holding people accountable either. Cause I didn't really like the idea of people just backing out on a whim because they got an offer for $500 more. I didn't really like that either. And so what I came up with was basically a three options close. And the, the scenario goes a little bit like this because they'll say, well, no, we just don't want to sell. It's like, okay, cool. So you don't want to sell. So this isn't about the money. You just have decided that you don't want to, to sell anymore. Okay. Got it. How long do you think you'll stay in the house? You know, and they'll say, oh yeah, I mean, forever. You know, it's like, okay. So we have three different scenarios that we can do. Okay. And I think one of these will work for you. Option one, I agreed to buy the house. You agreed to sell me the house. Option one is we adhere to the contract and we close like we agreed. Okay. Option two really kind of piggybacks on option one is that we have an enforceable contract. And so I could litigate, force the courts to tell you to, to sell me the house, even though you don't want to, but I don't like that idea. And it sounds like you don't, you just don't want to move anymore. So it sounds like maybe option three would be the best, which is a 10 year first right of refusal. And so basically it, you'll approve a piece of paperwork that says that if you go to sell it, sell the property in the next 10 years, that we have first right at the price that we agreed to. If you don't sell in that time, it's like we never met. If you go to sell in year 11, it's like we never met. So which of those three do you think would be best for you? And undoubtedly, 95% of the time when we've gone through that, they say option one. <laughs> it just, it, it's a smoke screen. You know, they have another buyer, they, you know, they're trying to do whatever, but they want to sell the house. That's what, what happens the majority of the time. I think in my entire career and years of doing that three options close, I think I've had two first right of refusals and one of them just came back and said, Hey, we're ready to sell. And it's been four months, four or five months. So that's kind of the direction that I would go. Let me pause there. Questions on that, man. Justin, you with us? Yeah. Sorry. I thought you were going to ask it in general. My bad. Yeah. No, ju- just for you, pal. Yeah. Okay. So at 40, if I don't, if I, since I just have it papered at 40 with no, some now, some later, I know it'd be 40 out of pocket for our financing, but what does it look like as far as if I move forward at that number and they do either first right of refusal or say, go ahead with the original, original contract. Yeah. So in terms of the, the numbers on yeah. this side of the board. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. I, I know it's going to be more out of pocket, but yeah, it's wondering if it's worth, worth it. So one of my questions is what caused you to peg the value at 250 and it came back 200? So my original call with Carl and their original thought of what the IRV would be. Uh, the realtor mentioned that it's, it's a good street and a bad neighborhood. If this was on the other side of the river, this would be more 250 or 300, but it's just where it's at. 
but there there is evidence that supports 250 not in that area okay got it all right so i'd probably on our finances at 229 we'll just say 230 for easy numbers okay down payment 25k so we got 205 on your note so color coordinating this again so we have 25k come in and then 40 go out so we got a, i mean almost exactly i think it was zach's deal um almost exactly like that so we're negative 15 grand okay changing gears note we're at 205 wrapped around 120 so we still got a good note we got 85k on this one so again <laughs> it couldn't be more similar if i tried but you know again for me to to spend $15,000 to create an $85,000 asset that cash flows makes sense to do. Do you know the rate on the 120? Yes, it is 3.125. Beautiful. Uh, do you have the PI amount on that note? Yes, it is 546. That's beautiful. All right. So we run the $205,000 wrap at 8%. You're at 1504. So $1,504. Minus five forty six, so we're at nine hundred fifty eight dollars per month. So yeah, if we needed, I would raise the difference there, put a lender in second position on on this deal, and then pay them the cash flow of nine nine hundred fifty eight dollars per month until they're paid off. So I mean that might be you know, 18 months, 19 months, something like that. They're going to have all their money back. You have no money in the deal. You get an $85,000 note equity position. You have no cash in the deal. And then you cash flow the, the 958 per month. And so, I mean, guys, this is why notes are superior to rentals to start up, you know, because we can create deals like this where we have literally no cash in the deal. This is a throwaway deal that you can't retail or wholesale the deal anyway. And we're creating $900 cash flow streams per month. Well, I mean, for most people, you do 10, 10 deals like this. You know, you've got 100K a year in interest coming in. I mean, life gets pretty good. So this, this deal still works, Justin. Okay. All right. Just find a private money lender to come through that. Yeah. Uh, I guess 15 is a bad if, I get, if I'm able to get the 25 down. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you'll have trouble with the twenty-five. Um, the the keeping fifteen k in the deal is not bad. I mean, you're you're. I mean, we're at a seventy-two percent return on the last one. My guess is we'd be a little bit better on this one because the cash flow is a little bit better. But I mean, the problem comes that yeah, it's fifteen k here and then it's fifteen k there. And by the time you know, you, you've buried two or three hundred thousand dollars because <laughs> whenever you can deal structure like this, creating deals is pretty easy. You know, because we can do things that other people can't. But um, so I, I would recommend that you raise the money, even if you have the cash, because, you know, at the end of the day, where we're really paid is to create the lead, to negotiate the deal and to deal structure. It's not to, to put our own cash into deals. You know, money is the most widely distributed commodity outside of time. Everybody has the same amount of time. The thing about money, everybody has some money. Might not be much, but money's everywhere. So um, I would recommend that we keep our money out of the deal, even if we have the cash that we could do. do so when I spoke with them last night, I, I basically told them, hey, you know, I, I don't have a 40K laying around, that kind of thing. Uh, that's why I worked in the some houses on later. But when I, if I talk, you know, I try to say, I'm willing to go out and agree to a original agreement. Uh, get you the forty forty thousand dollars at closing. Um, I, I 
I mean, me you know, do I say I'm a private money letter or anything like that? I'm able to raise the $40,000. No, that has nothing to do with them. You know, so if I'm entering back, it, it kind of depends on where it was left, but assuming that they just kind of said, oh, well, we need to, to, you know, if we can't get the 40K up front, then, you know, we really need to, we, we don't need to sell. Then my next question is going to be, so I'm not saying I can, but if I could get you 40,000, then you guys would go ahead and close, you know, because then, then that's a test. That's a trial close. And so at that point, they're going to say yes or no. If they say yes, then we know it's a deal structure problem. If they say no, we still want to not sell, then it's, it's another issue. So, but now it's like, Hey guys, last time we talked, you were considering not selling the house. So, you know, and I, I work with a lot of people, so I just want to make sure I don't make a mistake on my end. Kind of bring me up to speed. Tell me how you're feeling about everything, which is an open question, putting it in there, you know, putting the ball in their court. So whenever they tell me whatever they're going to tell me, it's from whatever vantage point they want to start with. And so at some point I would say, hey, I totally understand all that. But just so I'm clear on my side, if I could, not saying I can, but if I could get you guys all the cash at closing, then you would still sell me the house. And put it that way. And then I might go into, well, you know, I can get you all cash at closing. It might just, it might not be the 40. So is that the least you'll take? Is that the lowest you'll go? You can't see yourself doing any better. Than, and you go through that sequence. So maybe you get this to 30K walk away. Yeah, I worked that one pretty hard. Okay. Going to the Sun House later. They weren't, they weren't fully set on the Sun House later last night. Yeah. Um, so that's, I know 40 is the absolute least. We worked that hard last night. Cool. Yeah. The, I don't know if it's the 40 and I'll do what you just said to find out. It sounds like they may want to try to do some of the repairs themselves um, and try to get a little bit more. If they do that um, and we revisit it as far as we do the 10 year, yeah. where, uh, is that something that they have to still go with the original contract? If they do, some of the repairs, how do I, how do I, do no, no, we're not doing any of that. Like they're obligated to sell to you at the price that you contracted. You're not obligated to buy it, but what you can't do is say, Hey, I want a lower price and I'm going to force you to sell. I know you're not saying that, but you know, we can't say, Hey, you know, three options close and I want a lower price. Okay. So what, what you're going to have to decide is, you know, you can negotiate, but you're going to have to decide within the negotiation, am I willing to take it at what you contracted it at? And if the answer is yes, then move forward with the three options close. And if not, then you can release them. But we can't say, okay, well, you've got to negotiate with me and I'm going to hold you to it. Does that make sense? No, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying they'll probably want, they want to stay there and work on because they want more and walk away. And yeah, that's a disaster. We're, we're never going to let a, let a seller work on the house assuming and, and have some like graduated tier system where they, they get paid more because so just they, I understand you guys want more and walk away. Uh, if, if you do do the work later on down the road or we do this, it's, it's, we still got to adhere to this original agreement. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Brad. Yeah. Anytime, man. Good questions. All right. My moon. What's going on, fella? Hey, Brad, I just want to get on the call. That gives me an opportunity to talk to you. Well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I got something here that I want to run it by you real quick. Let's see. I just had it pulled up. Give me a second. I'm going to pull it up again. Yeah. So I got a deal here in, in Florida. So here are the number. So underlying mortgage is 289. 
interest rate is uh, 4.75 and their PI is 1645. Okay. And, and then the rear is 99, $9,900. So 10K. 10K, yes. And then uh, seller gets uh, zero walkway, but there's a 15K in agent fee. Okay. And exit is, we just got all our number in for zero. We go, no repairs, by the way. So it worth about 350. And cash flow, if we do 8.9, about $900 cash flow. Okay. Got it. Would you do this deal? Yeah, man. I would try to negotiate the 15K down. But, um, yeah. I mean, what I would want to do, honestly, is, is pay the 15K out of the cash flow. But they may not go for that. So you said this is Florida. And, you know, it looks like they're, what, six months behind, something like that? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, they still have some time. I mean, this is a little bit on the risky end. But what you could do is take title, pay the 15K-ish to the agent, and tell the seller, like, hey, I'll catch up the arrears whenever I sell it. So then the down payment comes in from the buyer. Then you catch up the the arrears because there, there's very little risk right now of a foreclosure in Florida with the six month timeline because they're a judicial state. So that would conserve some cash that would conserve some cash. But I mean, I I'd, honestly, I'd, I'd probably just bring in somebody for 25 K wipe it all out and, um, and get this thing on the market. But I mean, th this would work out pretty well, man. So for everybody else, we don't have finances, probably 375. Is that what you're thinking? I mean, yes. I mean, I already know the answer. Like I said, I was on it cause you were sick. I just want to get on the call to see how you doing. You just wanted to see me, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. That's all I wanted to see you. And also gives a new folks in the call and exposure that. Even though it doesn't look like a whole lot of equity, but it's still a deal in the terms. If we do, we do what terms. Yeah, a hundred percent. So three fifty note minus the two eighty nine. So we got sixty one thousand in note equity, and then uh, break even on the cash in this scenario. So you know, it, it's funny. Mamoon, uh, a couple years ago, would you have said sixty one k in note is a low equity deal? Uh, no, a couple years ago, no. I would say, yeah, it's a low equity deal. So, a couple of years ago, but now I'll do it because it's, it's a cash flow for me. Yeah. I mean, 900 per month is uh, you know, pretty sweet after a while. So, yeah, rock and roll, man. Love it. Thank you, sir. Cool. Glad you're doing well. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm hanging in. My voice is uh, shaky, but uh, you guys can still hear me. So, that's the main thing. Oh. My Russian friend would, would say, keep the sickness to the enemy. Not sure. What what did he mean by that exactly? Well, don't get sick. <laughs> don't get sick. <laughs> Fair. To the enemy, and you stay you stay feel better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. I thought we had somebody else up. Joel, did you have something? All right, Holly. How are you? Well, I hi, Brad. I had my hand up, but I got kind of nervous because um, I haven't joined your apprenticeship yet. I plan on doing that tomorrow. Okay. Um, so, but, but I had some questions just about how it all works. Sure. Yeah. Jump in. The water's warm. We're, we don't buy it or anything. So, yeah. How can I help? So, so what I have going on is my father-in-law um, has finally realized that real estate is an amazing place to invest money. And it's better than a bank. 
<laughs> so he would like to kind of provide the money up front. Mm-hmm. And so my original plan would, would have been to find a, a wholesale property, um, him pay the money to get the property into our hands, refurbish it, rent it out, and then refinance and pay him back. That was the plan. Right. But then I discovered you on YouTube and it sounded so much uh, more appealing. And so I'm curious, how would I still use um, the money that he wants to invest? How would that look doing your method owner financing, paying him off? And then the equity, my question is, does that equity stay with the house or do you pull that out? Yeah. So the short answer is going to be that his ability to help you guys is going to be extremely magnified by doing things the way that we do it. So, you know, this business, the way that we do it does not need your cash. But if you have somebody that has the ability to, to help with the business, to help fund the business, then it's certainly advantageous to have that. So like in this scenario here, you know, we needed 15K to go to the agent and 10K to go to the bank to reinstate the loan. So for 25K here, we're able to capture a 61K equity position and 900 per month in cash flow, which is going to be substantially better than what you can do with Burr right now. So I've never been a big fan of the buy, renovate, rent, refinance model because it had a lot of interest rate risk, number one. And then secondly, because you have to sign on the loan yourself, you know, where in the deals that we do, a lot of times we're taking over payments on this one. The rate is not the best. It's at 4.75, but that's still substantially better than what you can get with bank financing right now. So at the end of the day, I think that the impact is going to be magnified because we can take a little bit of cash and really multiply it as opposed to like trying to do the same thing with bank money where they want, you know, 20 or 30% down. I mean, they change their lending parameters all the time and and you have to personally guarantee the note, which at some point they're going to start to say, okay, well, you've got 10 mortgages. That's enough. So I think that that's the the answer to the first part. What was the second part of the question? I just want to make sure that, uh, I cover that correctly. Oh, the second part was so. So I kind of wrapped around my own question. So, so his part would be for this example, the twenty five k, right? Correct. And then the other part of my question would be when you say that you have sixty one thousand in equity, does that stay in the house, or do you? Does the the owner that's doing the owner financing do you pull that sixty one thousand out, and is that yours to reinvest in something else, or how does that sixty one thousand look to? To me. Yeah. So this $61,000 is a note receivable on your balance sheet. Okay. So this is true net worth, but it's not cash. Now, can you sell this $61,000 note for something? Yes. But generally they're discounted heavily if it's a new note. So this is not a, a cash position of 61K. But keep in mind that this is a deal that the only way that we could do it is by doing this kind of structure anyway. So this kind of deal is what creates cash flow, but not mass amounts of cash, because this deal created, if you look here, it was a break-even cash deal. Okay. If we got a 25K down payment when we sold it, we had 25K cash in the deal when we bought it. That's a wash, but then we get 61K in note equity and the cash flow of 900 per month. Okay. But this is not the only kind of deal that we do. You know, last month we bought I believe for 100K as is net cash equity positions, meaning if we bought the house for what we have it under contract for and we exit it as is, then we should clear six figures minimum. So 
you're going to have different kinds of exits that create different types of results. So you're going to have some deals that are straight cash pops. You're going to have some deals that are like this or under finance. They're mostly cash flow plays. Although Mamoon here on the call had a, a, a $100,000 down payment on a deal late last year. So that can happen. I will say he's, he's set the record for, for the largest down payment that I've ever heard of. My maximum that I ever got was 75K down on a house uh, maybe seven or eight years ago. But um, so the short answer on that is it depends. You know, the 61K is is received in the future, but it's cash flowing now. So let, let's take it to more of a macro perspective. I think it's important, guys, that you build your net worth, your cash flow and your cash concurrently. And to do that, we need to have multiple strategies that that create each. Okay, so I don't believe in, well, I'm a wholesaler. Everything I do is wholesaling or I'm a fix and flip or everything that I do is fix and flipping. You want to create good lead flow and then have a process to distinguish what goes where and what kind of deal structures that you have for each person. Because, I mean... My assumption with this, that there's a $15,000 amount to the, an agent on this deal that is that this is a listed property that's not selling. You know, if we can take deals that other people can't, can't figure out and create 900 per month in cash flow and 61,000 in an equity position that is true net worth day one, then we're always going to be able to do the big cash pops. But at the end of the day, for us to have a holistic investment business, I think that we need to create all three things at the same time. We create our, our net income through cash flow. We create our cash pops and we create our net worth you know, concurrently. You know, So hopefully that makes sense. That's a really roundabout answer to say, not here, but this is the throwaway deal anyway. Thank you very much. That was helpful. Yeah, glad to help. Anybody else have anything? Brad, before we go, I'll ask one more. Yeah, please. Go ahead. Uh, um, so this is a duplex, and I've just been buying one half of the duplex, and yep. I don't yet know if it's like a zero lot line or if there's two, but I want to say it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he, uh, mm-hmm. And then the other unit is occupied, and, and I think they're cordial. This was a lead that I, it's, I mean, it came back in September, and I just went through it again, and she actually called, got on the phone. The mortgage is one thirteen. Um, the PI is seven fifty. Not sure if it's the if it's the, I think it's just the PITI. I think it's seven fifty. So I'm not quite sure. Probably five hundred, give or take. Yeah. Industry is two point eight, and her walk away was fifty. Probably ARV is around one eighty nine. One eighty nine. I don't know. Pretty much what she's asking is, I think it's what it's worth. Maybe a little more, but and. Her presentation scheduled with her, and then she she just ghosted me, so I got to call her again. I felt like she was motivated; she wanted to leave, but I mean, this is that fifty thousand. Yes, it's, it's a yeah. I mean, we got to draw the line somewhere, you know, like. 40k walk away on a 250 or 300k exit is one thing but 50k where there's really no price equity at all we're gonna have better stuff coming so i would just pass on this the way it stands okay yeah all right sounds good i kind of thought so but uh um, just you know don't have so many people so many in the pipeline just yet to like turn down the the ones but hope it'll come well that's it man but but keep in mind your your best ability to negotiate is your ability to say no until you're willing to say no on everything, you're, you're always going to be at a disadvantage when it comes to negotiation. So, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Cool. Awesome. All right. Miss Kelly. Hey, Brad. How you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there. How about you? 
Huh? <laughs> well, I was much worse yesterday, but I got my hanky here. It's it's my lucky hanky, so we're all going to be okay. <laughs> well, that's good. You're actually out of bed, so that's a good thing. So, quick question for you. Uh, I just put it in, in the chat. Are you still recommending 7.99 interest rate? Or are you recommending to increase that? I think an argument could be made either way. So, we're we're still writing stuff at 7.9. You know, up to 9.9 if it's a really cheap price, you know, 75K and under on the note, something like that. Um, you know, so rates went from, what, 3% on the 30-year to 7% to 6% to 8%, and now back down to, I think yesterday, we're right at 6.75 on the 30. So I think 7.9, it's where we, we've stayed. Can I, can I see really an argument for 8.9 i can it's not what we've done uh honestly i've considered going lower and undercutting the market so instead of you know it's like okay well you can get bank financing at 6.75 we can do six and a quarter and then i have an a paper borrower that could get traditional financing and i'm also in a position where i'm probably going to get a better down payment because i'm opening it up to not just people that need owner financing but to bankable people as well and it makes my cash flow uh, a lot more sticky, meaning that people would have a difficult time refinancing. So I've considered going the opposite way and lowering because you know, the biggest pain point for buyers right now is the cost of money. We have the ability to really mitigate that because you know, on the deals that we've talked about today, you know, we're taking over 2%, 3%, and 4% money. You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're, not, we're not having to lend the money. We're not like sending a wire to lend the money on this. So short answer, yes, we've stuck at 7.9. Okay, great. Thanks. That's not something to think about. Uh, what's happened with your Lake House deal? Uh, right now, uh, still working at ex-wife is sort of uh, MIA. So okay. he's still trying to get a hold of her, getting her to commit to a walkaway number. So that's still, I'm optimistic, but... Yeah, so we're on hold with that one right now, but I will definitely keep you posted. Gotcha. Yeah, please do. That that was an exciting one. Cool. Yeah, thank you. You bet. Good to go. All right, cool. All right, appreciate you guys. Uh, hopefully, my voice will be a touch better next week. And if you guys need me, just reach out. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks.